The NBA playoffs are just two days away, so we're going to set you up with a full preview of the Eastern Conference playoff picture and give you the best bets that you can make. Remember, if you find any value from the video that we're doing today, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the Board YouTube channel for more NBA sports betting content powered by the Hammer Betting Network. Visit the hammer.bet for all of your sports betting needs. We're here on the Board YouTube channel once again with myself, Jacob, hosting Pips of Pips NBA on Twitter. You guys know him very well from our pick and roll live streams. And we have a very special guest here, Brian Versta Books at Brian Versta Books on Twitter. Make sure you guys go check him out there. Show him some love on Twitter. Thank you so much, man, for joining us for our playoff preview for the Eastern Conference today. No, yeah, I mean, I, I've, as much as I talk to uh, Pips throughout the year, I've never actually done any streams with them. And this is interesting because usually no one watches my content. So this is going to be a first time that people actually see what I have to say. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're, we're very happy to have you guys here joining us for this one. So let's get right into this, this series here. We're going to start with the New York Knicks against the Cleveland Cavaliers. There's a lot of pretty not interesting series in the Eastern Conference. Maybe perhaps still some bets that we are looking to make in those ones. But because for the we want to have the excitement here, let's go to the Knicks against the Cavaliers here. Now, Pips was telling me just about this one pre-show here as I pull up the odds for this one. The Cavaliers on DraftKings here, one that is readily available for everybody to use as a sports book. Cavaliers are minus 200. The Knicks are at plus 165. As always, make sure you guys are line shopping for best possible prices here. Pips was telling me that this one has moved a little bit off of the price. The Cavaliers are at minus 185. So let's start with you, Brian, bringing you in. Uh, anything in particular that you are looking to see from this matchup, anything betting-wise that you're kind of looking at? Yeah, here? so this is a matchup where I kind of was just mentioning like an hour ago when I did a stream is this is my obviously the most fun one to watch, but I think it's the most fun one to bet as the series goes on because my biggest thing in this matchup is the health of Julius Randle. Uh, I think he's such a key like thing for this Knicks when you're playing against uh, athletic bigs like Mobley and uh, Jared Allen, that if he's not 100%, I almost want to see how game one looks with his health. And if the Knicks somehow steal it, but he doesn't look healthy, I will 100% bet the Cavs or vice versa. I think it's a fun one to watch because I think that the key thing is how healthy he is because he's going to play, but who knows how he's going to look because I thought he might miss a lot more time than he uh, is expected to. Yeah, we'll flip over to Pips. Any thoughts on this one? Yeah, the same thing. He's questionable for first game. And if this wasn't the first game of the series, I think he will be out. So if we had regular season for a week, I think he will be out for, for an additional week. They are trying to rush him back because, as he said, I don't think they can win without him. They won uh, the last... The, 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 so the, the they played four games this season. The, the Knicks won... Three, but the last one was was with not fully fully rosters for both sides. Yeah, yeah. So I actually said it's two and one on the season, and I think this is uh, the, this matchup is the one thing a key point of this matchup is tips. How how is he going to approach it? Uh, like is he he will stay with his drop coverage and remain stubborn like he always be, has been. <laughs> I will, I'm. I, I'm like Hawks fanboy, and I remember the series against Hawks. Uh, and I think they did worse than they could because Tips just keep playing, kept playing Mitchell Robertson deep drop coverage, and he was going to play deep, deep drop coverage against Garland and Mitchell. That's that's the worst way to to, to play against yeah. Garland. 
And on the other side, they are heavy playing switch Cavaliers and Mobley against Randall. Isolations won't go well for Randall. But so the key player for this series is obviously Jalen Brunson. Can he can he have huge load? And he showed that he can. Last season against the against the Utah Jazz, when Doncic was hurt, he was carrying the team on his back. And this is a similar spot. And yeah, it's the, the Jalen Brunson will be key for this series. Last game he scored almost 50 points. He showed that he can do a great job. So yeah, it's it's a lot about it's a lot about Jalen Brunson, but Cavaliers have home home court advantage here, and I will. I think this series should be Cavs in six, and we are getting plus money on it. I don't won't make it official, but it's kind of interesting for me it's for Kilan Cavaliers that are healthy, which are healthy playing against the Knicks that have Randall questionable and probably rushed back. And yeah, I love the Knicks this season, but. I think Cavs should win this in six. Ter- terrible draw for the Knicks, honestly. Yeah. This is a terrible draw, especially with a, with a Randall that's a little unhealthy because if Mitchell Robinson gets into foul trouble with that drop coverage, which he's seen multiple, multiple, multiple times, I mean, you have, you're losing all your length in this matchup if you don't have a healthy Randall and a foul trouble Mitch. It's it's just so tough that I I just have a hard time backing it, like unless it's like a live situation. But yeah, uh, you did mention the Brunson. And it's the same matchup last year. It's Spider and Brunson in the in the playoffs. And yeah. uh, Donovan Mitchell shot 39%, scored 25 points in that series. And Brunson, I believe, was 27.8, and he was shooting at close to 50. So if Brunson can take over, that's a big thing. But, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just so definitely. hard to, to – it's hard to back a team without knowing the health. It's the same through the Clippers and Paul George. You don't know the health of their one of their big guys, which is really hard to like, lay uh, units down on. Yeah, but I was just, as you mentioned, like – even if Randall is healthy, I have cows in this. So with him being questionable health and yeah. it's being stubborn, I lean heavily into the cows. They here like I'm almost I'm very comfortable they win this series, but I think they can do it in six. So yeah. we did home court advantage. Uh, one thing I'll float by both you guys here, uh, as we see on the DraftKings screen here, the over under for this series, we have minus one eighty. Uh for the over five and a half games, obviously quite juicy there with a with minus one eighty. But do you think that's something you can still attack? Like I feel like that's a pretty good area to look at if you want to get some action on this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah, that, like you're paying a lot of juice for any of these playoff series, which is kind of nice that DraftKings does let you. I'm not a big parlay guy, but there is certain things where you can say like if you like the Celtics in one series, you can almost take the juice down a little bit, but yeah, I, I do think that this is a game that should go six, but like you said, if Julius Randle isn't healthy, it's almost like the Cavs should just steamroll. How, yeah. how worried are you about the Cavaliers and the lack of shooting with some of the players on the team? Because playoff-wise, floor spacing is essential. If Okoro's getting a lot of minutes, he can't shoot. Evan Mobley can't shoot. Jared Allen can't shoot. Do you think there's any way in which the New York Knicks can play to that weakness? I want to talk about it. That's that's the perfect question for me. And <laughs> also, Grant can confirm this. So you watch probably uh, 76ers and Cleveland Cavaliers. They played a lot Sadly, of time. Yeah. yeah. So the first half, not the last game, but the game before, when Embiid was showing at the le- level of the screen, he was hedging out Mitchell and Garland. 
and they were forced to skid mobily and Okoro in corners for wide open trees. That's the way you play the defense against the Cleveland, and the Cleveland don't have any answer to it because Mobley and Okoro can't shoot. So they don't have wing shooters. And you, if you hedge the screens on Mitchell and Garland, they are in big trouble. And that's why I'm saying tips will keep being stubborn, play Mitchell in uh, Mitchell Robinson in deep drop, and you don't need shooting then. You, you are, are good enough with Levert, with Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. You don't need anything more. So I just think if if someone else was the coach of the Knicks, I wouldn't wouldn't be so comfortable in Cavs winning this because they you can you can make the life difficult for them because they like shooting. But if you keep their best players, best shooters in wide open shots out of the screen with drop coverage. I think they they will annihilate this. this yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other thing is the only way I could see the Knicks like uh, obviously you said six, so they get two wins in that scenario, and that's those kind of games where you have the out of body games of like Brunson or quickly or these guys can catch fire. So like if they get really hot from shooting one day, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna steal a few games. But overall, I just think the Cavs are a much stronger team. Uh, but you failed to fail to mention the the sharpshooter Danny Green, you know recently cast <laughs> the playoff legend danny green uh you forgot to mention his strap shooting now i make a joke but he's probably not going to see minutes but yeah, yeah I, I do. also one guy of the bench that if he can make if he makes the first shot you are in trouble and that's Sadie osman like yeah that guy can like seven game series he can have two games where he gets hot and scores like 15 points in five minutes and completely change the course of the game he did it a couple of times this season and that's not something you can like you give give him ten minutes of the bench, if he has it, run with it. If he doesn't, just shoot him down, and that's it. But it's playoff yeah. basketball. We'll we'll see Mitchell and Garland playing forty two minutes, Jared Allen playing forty two minutes, Mobley Evan playing forty two minutes probably, yeah. Yeah. plus minutes. So you need only six and seven guy, and they have these guys. That's they have Rubio, they have Levert, and. Some minutes for Okoro and try out Sadie Osman and Danny Green. So, like, they are great te- playoff team. They had some troubles with with uh, regular season when you need to run ten deep, but when you play eight deep in playoffs, they are a great team. They're starting five, one of the best in the league. Yeah, and, and the Cavs are completely okay saying we don't have the best shooters, but we can outlast you playing half court offense, half court defense the entire time. And if we win, if we win ninety eight to you no, know, 94, so be it. But they're okay just bleeding that that long-term uh, half-court. I think, I think Tibbs would rather lose like that than win 120 to like 118. He just wants to keep yeah. the score nice and low <laughs> to keep his sanity. Before we move on to the next series, any any other bets or angles that you want to take for this series or are we exhausted at all here? Uh, the only thing I would say is DraftKings has some bet offers where you can see like you can bet uh, players to average like a certain level of points per game in a series. They don't like they have it from Mikel Bridges or this or that. If they ever open one from now until Saturday for Jalen Brunson, I would look for the over, but they don't have it out there yet. That's the one thing I'm waiting on is to see if they offer like a points per game average for Brunson. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I agree, I agree on that one because even if Brendel is playing, I don't expect him to have high usage. So it's really down to Brunson, and Brunson is currently 25 and a half, and I, I think I'm okay with betting the over on it. But, yeah, 
Yeah, I will say the last time that Brunson dropped 48, I took his over 25 and a half points, and I was at a dinner with my girlfriend's family, and I was getting texted for the first quarter. And I was like, dude, the game just started. What are you guys talking about? And they're like, dude, he's at 23 already. And I was like, oh, man. So, yeah, he definitely has the capability yeah. to do that against this, this, this team. And All also, right. like, I, I, me as being the, the – being the same game pilot guy this season, I would actually love to take Branson on lower line with Darius Garland and lower line combined for like maybe Garland 18 plus and Branson 21 plus or 22. That seems like if they they play drop coverage, Garland need to score 20 plus points for sure. So you can we will probably have that on the show possible, but that's some. Some angles. I think this is the series great for Garland, Brunson, and Mitchell. But Mitchell will have amazing lines. It's like I think he's 30 and a half now. And yeah, that's that's sick for the for the tight playoff game where we expect both teams to score under 100 points. For a guy to have 30 and a half line is kind of a lot, but still very achievable for Mitchell. And he's playing against the Knicks always. Huge motivation. I'm not a huge guy on motivation, but that this one is 100% true. All right, so let's move into the next series here. We'll appear, we'll appeal to Brian here, our a 76ers fan. We'll go to the 76ers series against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I gotta say, I've been really down in the Brooklyn Nets for a long time. I think they're rather fortunate to be in the playoffs right now, and a lot of the odds out there would tend to agree with me. The 76ers, at least on DraftKings, are minus 900 to win this series. Brooklyn Nets have odds of plus 600 here. And uh, this, even the series spread, minus 2.5 in the favor of the Sixers, is minus 150. So uh, let's start off with Brian here as a 76ers fan. Any way you see yourself attacking this series from a betting perspective and what do you expect to see? Uh, yeah, the only thing I could see myself from a betting perspective is that you can get it at plus 250 for, uh, uh, what is it, for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie to lead the, the series and assist. I only look at that because I think it's going to be between him and Harden, but he's averaging 10.2 assists since, like, I think, February 1st, and I think it's Harden, but Harden's price at minus 400, so this is one of those things where do I think that Dinwiddie should be plus 250 on it? don't really think so so that would be more like a value play it's not something i'm going to like put a lot of units on us and that but it's almost like a, you know if the Sixers are up big too and we rest early the nets will have their starters playing 40 minutes some nights maybe it's hard and we'll get a little bit earlier days so that's just something i think is a, a value spot but in terms of betting in this series i'm a big believer that the Sixers, no matter how good they are i've been watching them my entire life uh they should sweep this series but knowing us we uh, go five. We always go five. We And I think that happens a lot, even if you talk about the uh, Celtic series, this or that. A lot of times, even though you're the way better team and you should sweep, I mean, they're still professional basketball teams. You go to Brooklyn in their home court and you get two games. The odds of them stealing one is right there. But I don't see this uh, series going more than five. I don't want to be the biased guy wearing a Sixers hat on your, on your show and say, oh, I'm all in on the Sixers. But – if they double Embiid, he's good enough to pass out of it. If they if they don't double and they allow that pick and roll, Harden and, and Embiid's pick and roll is just so good and it's at such a crazy high level right now. And Maxi's putting up enough good minutes where his biggest thing in his development is his three-point shot where it's what we needed. It's what the Sixers needed in terms of how this offense would run. And his three-point shooting has gotten a lot better recently that if they do key in on that PNR and you have – 
you know, the, the corner three specialist of PJ Tucker or Maxi at the wing. I just think there's there's too much firepower for the Nets to really extend this to six games. So would you look for like an exact uh, series at five games or would you look to maybe an under five and a half games if you wanted to play that one? I yeah, would, under five if, and a half, one six, minus 160, five games exactly, plus 195. I would honestly maybe look to take a little bit of both of that because I think five is a I think five is a good number because I, like I said, I think the Sixers should sweep, but I, I just, like I said, I think. I, I think it would be a huge mistake to take under 5.5 and minus 160 when you can get 76 as minus two and a half for one minus 150. There's yeah. no way Nets win in five. That's so yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I was gonna say if you got you gotta look at the odds. Certain things where sometimes the markets don't really like, you know, co- like they don't really make sense in terms of unless you're gonna get the underdog. It's giving that minuscule possibility that the yeah. Nets do win in five. That just varies uh, say, ten cents. <laughs> I'll say. Then this shouldn't be 250. That's for sure. That's good. Fine. I'll see like maybe 160, 170. So that's kind of a huge edge for, for the value there. So I kind of like it. Uh, if we take a look since the All-Star, I think they're almost even in the assists. And the Brooklyn Nets are terrible matchup for assists because they switch. So they are not offering a, a lot of easy assists. Uh, I think they allowed the fifth or at least assist uh, in the league. I'll, I'll I'll check on it for a second. But yeah, fourth. Fourth least assist in the entire league. That's because they switch. And they allow a lot of one-on-one. So I think what they are will try to do will just... They will just want to... The last time they played, it was quite... The 76ers won 100 to 1 to 98 a very close game they actually won it in the last five minutes of the game and if you take a look there's one thing that's 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 weird but uh, Embiid had 37 Harden had 29 the rest of the starters had five points yep Maxi I, remember, of the bench I, I remember had, that game that yeah the, watch. <laughs> that's that's the thing like if you just uh, get Embiid, get his, and everyone else doesn't get any touches on the ball. Even if Embiid is very efficient, that's the problem. Like, and that could be their way of playing. Also, I don't care if they double Embiid; he can score through everyone because they no one can. If even you remember the game against the Cubs when they were triple team him and he was scoring on them. That's the thing tonight the, with that this series. Claxton is too small. Even if uh, another guy came in. And be able to just go through them and get to the line. Yeah, so, and I, th- I think the other thing too is people always have this perception that you don't get calls in the playoffs. But if you aggressively double team him, he's so good at moving his body where he'll still get calls. Like, I, like not like he's gonna get all the like some of the calls you you might see. But if you over if you overplay him, he's so good at just attacking and getting the calls at the rim. And if the Nets like they have the depth, they don't have the the depth at forward positions to uh to survive anything anyone being in foul trouble either yeah. yeah that's the thing and i will also like to say this Embiid and harden they have their legacy on the line and that's like absurd level i'm like, like huge harden like that's my favorite player ever and he'll do whatever it takes to in order to win and i don't think they will like 
they will go 110% every game. Like that's that's usually sometimes when you play like huge favorite, you can not be in 100% and lose some game. This team will be logged in from the first second of the first game. But my issue with 76ers is Doc Rivers. Oh yeah, oh, his rotation, his rotation is terrible. Like you know, <laughs> like so many games they played the Knicks one game. And they started, I think, 29 to 12 run. And I had I had a bet on Embiid and was talking with a friend. And he said, are you worried of a ball? I just said, it's Doc Rivers. It's not going to happen. And then he gets uh, Montrez Harrell in for seven minutes. And it was a tight game. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, that's my issue with this series. That's my biggest worry as a Sixers, as you mentioned, Doc Rivers, is that he's so set on his rotations to the point where it's almost clockwork that you know who and when is checking in. And I think in the playoffs, his biggest thing is it's the playoffs. Like if Embiid, if if we're if we're on a bad stretch, I don't care if it's a nine minute mark and he's supposed to come in at the seven thirty mark. He's got to start accepting that this extra ninety seconds for a guy that's been like way healthier in his career, like this year, he's been a lot healthier. It's not going to change in the playoff. Like it, he's got to come in and he's got to make. He's got to be less stubborn in his rotations to throughout the whole playoffs, not just a series. But he's got to realize that you know just because you have these tick marks on your your coaching uh, clipboard of when people come back in does not mean you have to follow it to a T. Yeah. I mean, I I, yeah, <laughs> I could go on about Doc Rivers all day, the rotations and. Uh, I guess his inabilities as a coach and me and Pips have spoken about him on the show quite a bit this season. Yeah. He's the only one that can really yeah. kill a talented and, roster like this, honestly. Yeah. All right. We, uh, we, we yeah. Go ahead, Pips. And we'll finish up this series. We all remember that series against the Hawks. Uh, I was so happy that he is the coach and he gave us all the chances we needed in that, in that series. And yeah, I just think they need to play Harden and and, and beat more <laughs> together, because I'm huge favor, huge fan of Harden and Embiid pick and roll, but I'm not huge fan of Maxi and Embiid pick and roll because Maxi is not good at making that pocket pass and getting uh, Embiid involved. He'll rather set up, set for some questionable shots in the pick and roll while he has. And be wide open in, in on the fifth free throw line. So I love Maxi on the court when Embiid sits because his pace, he's just running. Yeah. And I love Harden with Embiid, but yeah, he's staggering. Minutes usually Harden comes out at the seven minutes into the first quarter, and then Embiid fa- plays five yeah. minutes. Yeah, and that was that's newer. It didn't start like that. Harden used to play most of the first with. Uh... And beat, and they've been they've been really experimenting with that with separating them. But I think they're better. I think our bench unit runs better when Harden's not running with the bench. I think Harden yeah. works better finding the best shot. So it, it'd be interesting to see how we adjust for the playoffs. Hopefully, it it happens sooner rather than later because you don't have the margin for error. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move now into the next series. Here <laughs> we have the Celtics and the Hawks. Hawks obviously victorious in their playing game against the Miami Heat. Uh, their prize is a seven-game series if it goes that far against the Boston Celtics. Uh, expectation is that it won't get that far here, judging by the odds here from DraftKings. Minus 1,000 for the Celtics to win this series, plus 650 for the Hawks. And interestingly, the over-under <coughs> on this series is five and a half games over. You can get at plus 140. Uh, and that one, 
I'm immediately looking at that and think that looks like a pretty good price here. So Pips, uh, either convince me why over five and a half is not good or potentially why it could be a good play for the Hawks. So you have obviously watched so much this season. Um, yeah, I watched a lot, but it's Queen Snyder now. So we can throw away everything that happened before the <laughs> before the true. Break. I, I, I'll just say, like, I'm probably the least possible fan of the John Temare. I hate that guy. <laughs> Uh, he like even wow. in the game against the, uh, the Miami Heat, they they were up twenty, and then he like four straight possessions. He took contested pull up mid range with five five seconds into the possession. Like what? He's the one of the most inefficient twenty point scorers in the league. Like probably the the, the least efficient twenty point scorer in the league. Well, uh, he's. 53 54% through shooting guy and he just takes stupid shots and <laughs> I, I like his defense is great but no offensive end I I kind of have pro- trouble problems with him I'll rather have more more offense running through Collins and John Collins getting five touches a game Hunter getting so I uh, yeah that's that's the thing but we need him to defend Jalen Brown even though he doesn't have the size this is huge game, a huge series for for Trey Young. It will it will be like all down to Trey Young how great he'll shoot against the single coverage and drop coverage. I I think he he could have huge series. I wouldn't be surprised if he averaged thirty points in this series, yeah. because he just have to. Uh, also, Hunter is kind of big player for the Hawks in this series because he will need to guard Jason Tatum probably. Or Jalen Brown, and he is capable of slowing them down. On the other side, he has the size to play against the isolation. If he get Derek White on him or Smart on him, he'll need to score one on one. Bella played unbelievable game against the Hawks against the Heat last yeah. game. He was tremendous on rebounding and dream protection. If he can offer similar rim protection to that game, how could have the chance? Because last season, he was almost defensive player of the year candidate. He was unbelievable. And if he can repeat, this season he had a huge drop-off, but he wasn't healthy half the season. So maybe that's it. But against the Heat, he was amazing uh, at the defense. If he can pull, like, how have such a small room for error? There is no room for error at all. But if he can, they can get great games for Capella, Hunter, and Trey Young, they have a chance to win a couple of games here. Yeah. And I'll I, go over to Brian here. Yeah, your thoughts on this series. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, this is actually a series where it might maybe go five or six, but I do think Boston at minus two and a half, like, spread is almost tempting. Because my biggest thing is, like, I think Pips kind of mentioned it a little bit, but, like, Murray's shooting is inefficient, and it's one of those things where – I mean, the Hawks rely on that pick and roll so heavily. It's like their only offensive, uh, like, you know, you talk about their tool bag. It's like all they have is that pick and roll. And Boston's so good at their switch defense that I, I was, like, looking into it, too, where from the 10 to 19-foot range, uh, like those little floaters for Trey and some other guys, the Hawks, I mean, they're a top-three shooting team. But from that 25, that 20 to 25 range, they're bottom five. So, I think it's going to be really tough if the Celtics make the Hawks 
shoot. Like if they make the Hawks get tougher baskets or actually take jump shots that aren't those little floaters or anything at the rim, I just think it's going to be really tough for them. I I hate Boston. I, I like have to hate Boston. But I just find it really tough for this uh, Hawks team to to kind of stack up, A, defensively, but also offensively against like the firepower of the Celtics. I think it's going to be a really tough series for them. Okay. Yeah. So maybe uh, maybe less than five games here. Maybe uh, the over, not quite the price we need. What any anything to add from you, Pips? Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's heavy favorite in Boston. They need to really, I'll say, fuck this up to to, to go over. <laughs> Jalen Brown would pack a bag so fast if they lose the series. Yeah. I also think that Boston have a very keen eye on last season's playoffs, where it's clear they ran out of gas in the finals. So. They're going to want to make sure they mop up the Hawks pretty quickly here and get on with the, the playoffs because the 76 is likely back in, in the second round. All right. We have one more to preview here. Not a full series, but just a single game here. We're going to preview the play-in tournament game. Uh, Miami against the Chicago Bulls. Winner is in the playoffs. Uh, they get to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Loser is obviously out here, but um, both teams, high aspirations this season. I think it's just important for them to make it any way possible. So, Early lines here. Chicago obviously took care of the Raptors yesterday. Early lines, we have five and a half spread in favor of the Miami Heat on DraftKings. Let's go to Pips, first of all, on this one. How, how do you see this one shaking out? Uh, we could see another low-scoring affair here. I'm looking it through on Betstamp now. You can get the under at 209. You can get, again, the five and a half here widely across the board. Everything is settled there. But Pips, your thoughts on this matchup? Why are the Heat's five and a half points favorite in this one? Like, that doesn't make any sense. They look completely terrible against the Hawks. And Bulls actually looked pretty great in the second half of the game. And, yeah, I just I just don't think that they should be five and a half dogs in this matchup. They swept the, the, game, the season series against the Heat 3-0. And won by double digits all the all games. So yeah, by eight. So they won by eight in the first game, by ten in the second game, and by fourteen in the last game. I I just don't think I, I I'll actually lean maybe Bulls in this one. So with the way Lavin is playing, if you we get anyway good play game from Demar Derozan, this is interesting. I'm, I'm, I have troubles with with Bulls coach because I don't think he's good enough. I think Spoke has the edge here, but if we take a look at, at the team, like so, the yeah, Caruso will guard uh, Butler probably, Beverly on Hero, Adebayo had very poor game against the Hawks. Yeah, I, I I think when it came down to the to the it's gonna be a close game, low scoring game, and I think Demar and Lavin have the edge over Adebayo and Butler in this one. Yeah, so, I um, no, I was just saying was that I was like that's one of those things where the over under is two oh nine, so that's that's the only edge I think the Heat have is that if it does come down to one of those, uh, you know, if you're a casual or like a more lesser of a fan i guess of the game where it's like almost like a claw your eyes out it's going to be like a super slow defensive game that's the only way i think that he can win is that 
if Levine and these bull shooters get hot early, it's a really tough spot for the for the Heat to try to play a more fast paced game. So if they they're gonna do the best they can. Uh, I would have taken the under if it didn't open at two oh eight and a half. I think two eight and a half. We talk about sharp playoff lines getting in the playoffs when there's less games, but I, I do think that the Heat get the benefit of the doubt in in terms of the line when you ask why are they five and a half. I think there's this perception that like it's always been the fact that the Heat when the chips are down, like playoff Jimmy, like when everything matters, they come through. And then you saw them against the Hawks, and they look terrible. So maybe that's they're, they're a little too overhyped. But, yeah, this is a game right. I'll look for player props, but I, I don't see a, a side. or like, And I don't know if I can back either team for two possessions in this game. Yeah, but that's why I, I think this is a 50-50 matchup, and we have 5.5 yeah. in a low-scoring game. If it's a low-scoring game, it's very easier to cover 5.5. Yep, I agree. Right? Yeah, and with Lavin and Demar, they had amazing game last against the Raptors and they played almost the same uh, rosters the last time they played it, it was the game less than a month ago so three weeks ago they did great against them so yeah yeah I mean yeah, Beverly won't make five threes for sure again but still they won by 14 so I, um, you mentioned earlier that you're the same game part like guy, which is you happen all year. So that's that's kind of the route I take a little bit in the playoffs because you know lines just get super sharp. There's there's times in the in the regular season where I'm looking at a line, I have it circled, see what it opens at, and it's two points lower. I'm like, boom, that's the line. A lot of times in the playoffs, you circle a spot, you wait for it to open, it opens right where you want it, right where you have it, and it's very difficult to kind of manipulate. But yeah, it's, sometimes it's open even higher than you expected yeah. because they have a great. Idea. But uh, the one. No, I was gonna say for the same thing, probably as you were mentioning, the one look yeah. I was kind of looking at is I was gonna try to look to see what the odds would be for it. Then it's not open yet, but like an all under for Tyler Hero and an all over for Bam Adebayo. I think Adebayo has a better matchup by far than a guy like Tyler Hero, who I've actually I've bet the over and under on Tyler Hero a lot this season. Where when he plays against teams like the Hawks or these like lower defensive teams, he has like crazy true shooting. But when he plays against top ten defenses or Top ten defenders, like he should see some tougher defense. I would think in this game, his shoot, his two shooting numbers drop like twelve percent when he actually has to face a defense that can close out a three point shot. So I think he, I think like he's open at twenty and a half. I think it's a, a slightly higher than I um, think it should be, but I, I might look for like a Bam Tyler Hero stack over under. Uh, yeah. I'll give you a little bit of lore from the pick and roll live stream this season. I believe Tyler Hero bets were 0 and 5 this season. So really, he's the, I, he's the I, mortal enemy of this show. So that's I, so I, funny because I think I've actually had a lot of success with him just because I I will just fade him when he's playing against anyone that can close out anything. So he's he's an interesting dude. He I don't think Tyler Hero is as good as people think he is. People love him because there's a song about him, but I mean he's <laughs> he's very he's very okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Bama Debayo should have a great edge in this series or in this game. Also, I think Vucevic, one of the worst defenders that left on the, on, at the five in the in the NBA right now, that left in the play playing contention play playoffs. And yeah, everyone is on on Bama Debayo after the game against the Hawks. They all blame him, even though Butler had terrible game. The everyone is on, on on the at the bio, and I think he will show up. I think he will show up. Caru Beverly or Caruso on on Tyler Hero will make the life very difficult for him, especially if he gets Caruso 
matchup. Yeah. And also, Bulls' biggest issue is their size. They had very problem, very so many problems with size against the Raptors and rebounding. But in this game, uh, Heat is playing super, super small. They have Bam at five and Butler at four. So that's there's no issue for Bulls there. So one thing that could be a, should be a problem for 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 the for the Bulls is not there. Heat and Bulls play the same way defense. They are just overhelping on the nail and allowing to spot up threes. And if we take a look at shooting, I think Bulls that are worst shooting team in the league don't have a huge uh, problem with against the to match up with Heat that also don't have any great shooters, especially with Bam Butler. I don't trust like Max Struess and Kelly Martin in the in the do or die game. So it will be <laughs> up to Lowry having another great game and Tyler Hero shooting. And Tyler Hero won't get any, won't get a one good look in the game if Caruso isn't him. So or Beverly. So I think this will be very close. And yeah, I will lean heavily into the Bulls plus five point five. All right. So that is the end of the previews. But to finish off, to give viewers, let's give the viewers one official pick each. So I'll put you guys on the spot. Best play that you have from the show that we did today that you want to give out to the viewers. You recommend tailing. We'll start with Pips. You uh, favorite play that we went through from today's show. Favorite play that we went through today's show. Probably minus 1.5 uh, for the Cleveland Cavaliers in series to win. That that's that's my pick. For if we, we are talking about the series, that's the one I'm most comfortable with. Okay, and Brian, you your favorite play from today? Yeah, the, actually, weirdly enough, the only thing I've ever locked in, I have I've locked in is minus 110. I mentioned in kind of parlaying some of these series things. I did take Celtics minus two and a half at minus 160 and i and i paired it with uh joel and b to lead the uh series in rebounding so i i I think that's one where it's minus 110 if you don't like the risk of juice on one thing i think it's one of those those spots where i think joel and b plays enough minutes to just kind of uh rack in the rebounds and and for me i i already love the chicago bulls five and a half uh so if i'm making a play it's chicago bulls in this one i see this is a really close game and yeah, I'm taking this. I'm daring Miami to win this by six or uh, to six, by six or more points. I, I just can't really see it from what I saw. Like that, they lost by what eleven points against the Hawks. They should have lost by like twenty five. And I don't think that's really being accounted for in the way this price is being set. But that will wrap up the show for today. We have a Western Conference playoff preview coming tomorrow as well. Me and Pips will be back for that. Of course, our pick and roll live streams. Brian, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We really appreciate it. No uh, any final words for the people watching? No, just um, just know that I'll be at the games one and two of the Sixers, and if they lose one of them, you probably won't hear from me again. All right, good <laughs> good to know. I want to remind you guys to subscribe to the board YouTube channel for more NBA betting content. Hit that like button, rate and review five stars, and we'll see you next time for more sports betting content.